0: love talk radio
1: ladies and gentlemen welcome to the abundant solutions hour our goal is to help others be more do more and have more i'm your host gregory turner
2: and i'm your co-host brian j henderson
1: brian tonight tonight (laughs) tonight tonight this is the night we get a chance to say what we really want to say Yes, sir. For the naysayers out there, the people said that we couldn't make it and you couldn't do this, and not just me, but for the listeners out there that have been told all their life, you'll never be nothing, you can't amount to this, you can't do that, this is the night, Brian, we get payback.
2: (laughs) Yes, sir, yes, sir. (laughs) You know, Greg, it's been a a long time since I've been told uh, this. When I was younger, I used to always say how I was going to be a millionaire, I was going to be rich, and I was going to be famous. And, you know, I used to always have these big dreams and aspirations. And I can remember when someone told me, well, what are you going to do, sell dope? You know, how, how, how are you going to do that? You ain't going to never be nothing. Nobody ever become anything coming out of this town, you know. And so for a while, I, I began to, to embrace that because I looked at my environment and nobody was doing anything. There was no positive, you know, nothing positive coming out of the area I lived in. Mm-hmm. You know, or if it was, it was always, you know, it was always an afterthought. And they said, oh, that person, he's successful. He must be doing something wrong. Wow. You know, and so for a while I had begun to think that maybe I ain't going to be able to make it, you know. Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: And then, you know, just like tonight's topic, something just told me to, you know, get over that, man. What, why are you going to worry about what? Somebody else says, you know, they don't control you, you control you. Mm. You know, and so once I began to embrace that idea and that concept of, you know, me controlling my own destiny, you know, hey, the mm. results, you know, aren't where they aren't where they're going to be, but they aren't what they would have been. <laughs>
1: But you know what, Brian, there's so many people out there that they allow death to be spoken in their lives. But you know what? That thing can't take root unless you let it. But how can you tell a child, a five year old, you know, a school teacher? It happens now. School teachers, it happens. A school teacher or a football coach tell a kid that he can't be anything. And that kid, if they hear that enough, if the foundation is not there, they will believe it and it will happen. It'll take root. Yes. So Brian, what do you do?
2: You know, it's y'all. You almost have to walk a really fine line because, you know, especially with children. Children, especially nowadays, children—they can smell a rat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one thing that I found out. You know, in dealing with the children, like at my church, all the little kids come up and they talk to me and they play with me and. You know, I'll say something to them, and the next thing you know, they're all over me. Hey, Mr. Brian. Or they call me teacher.
1: Teacher, teacher, come here, teacher. Mm -hmm. You
2: know, because I I teach one of the, I teach the children's church. You know, I help out, I started out helping out over there. But, you know, thing about children, they know when you don't mean them any good.
1: Yes.
2: You know? Now, they may not always act out that thing, because children, they'll feel
1: you out. Mm hmm
2: You know? And, um... the sad part about it is most adults, you know, that used to be children, they don't figure that thing out.
1: hmm hmm You know, they don't figure it out. But, Brian, how and often... This person may not
2: mean you any good.
1: Yeah. person yeah, may. Yeah. But, Brian, how often do you see so many of us doing the same things day in and day out?
2: Oh, man.
1: Man, I, Brian, I <laughs> guarantee you, if you go to your church, the people that park in certain spaces park there every Sunday... If they can't get in the same space, they're parking close to it, and they're sitting in the same exact seat in the church. But you know what? You better not sit in their seat. (laughs) (laughs) You better not be in their seat. If they won't say anything to you, they're going to look at you. And it's the same exact thing on the job. If you pay attention to people, they come to work the same time every day. Mm -hmm. They park in the same areas. They go to lunch at the same time. They're doing the same thing but when they get to work they said today is gonna to be a better day than it was yesterday. How is that when you're doing the same exact thing? Mm-hmm. How is Would you that? say it
2: is the definition of insanity?
1: Doing the same Doing the thing. same thing.
2: <laughs> every day looking for a different result.
1: A different result. That's right. That's right.
2: You know, but for the folks out here, you know, you have to understand that if you continue to sit back doing the same thing, and you're expecting something different to happen,
1: you're just wasting your time. That's right.
2: You ain't wasting your time. Just like tonight's topic. You need to get up and get over it.
1: Mm, mm. (laughs) Get up
2: and get over it.
1: And you know what? That sounds kind of harsh to some people, but sometimes there's no other way to say it. Because if you sit there and wallow in your pity, at some point you're going to have to get up. You're going to get tired. You're going to get tired of laying there, going through the same thing, the same motion. You're making the same money this year that you made 10 years ago. You're not making any strides. Something is wrong. Uh-huh. Something is wrong. Something is holding you back. And, Brian, you and I coach Peewee football, and you know that we could speak life into the kids, and that's something that we did do. We never spoke death into them. Uh-uh. And when those kids came out there, they didn't know us, and we started speaking life into them. Uh, Brian, I I don't know if you noticed, but some of the kids were looking like, what? You said, I could do what? Yes, you could do that. Yeah. Well, nobody ever told me that I could do it. They don't say that, but you can see the expression on your face when you tell them, I believe in you. Mm hmm I'll tell you what, Brian, go to work tomorrow and tell a a grown person you believe in them and watch the look that they give you. (laughs) You know, it's
2: funny because I just did that uh, last week. I was talking with one of my (laughs) church members, and uh. He's big guy. I mean, this big old muscle-bound guy. And uh, he's talking about, you know, starting his own company where he does uh, personal security. And I was like, I believe in you, man. You can do that. You know, and he looked like, what? Oh, yeah, they're not used to <laughs> he, It was like he was like, how do you believe in me, you know? You, you just met me, uh, you know, a couple of days ago. I was like, no, I believe in you because I can see that in you.
1: Or he wants something from me. You know? <laughs>
2: and immediately I kept telling him he said well I can't well how am I going to do this I don't have this well why do you need that you don't need that to start your company just get you started. can just start doing it well that's how am I going to market I told him do what everybody else do when they market talk <laughs> to somebody and use my space that's right you, you know but it's like once I start telling him some of the things that he could have been doing for free he start you know wow you know I can do this hmm. You know, and so it's like all you have to do is just plant that seed. That's right. You know, yeah. but the first thing you got to do is get up because, see, it requires work. You got to get up and then get over that
1: foolishness about, oh, I can't do it. Brian, I think our guest, but may, he, I think he might jump through the phone because I know he's itching to get in and say something. <laughs> I can hear him in the background moving around.
2: I hear him, too. He can't,
1: he can't sit still. I think you might need to bring him in before he explodes. (laughs) Let's do that. All right. Bring him in.
2: All right. Tonight's guest is Larry W. Robinson. And Mr. Robinson is a professional public speaker and a media personality that has been broadcasting for over 13 years. Y'all can tell that I'm reading this right. (laughs)
1: Larry
2: has accomplished much during his broadcasting career, including... Numerous special proclamations from the mayor of the city of Lake Charles, Louisiana, special congressional recognition from U.S. House of Representatives, and many other awards of distinction and recognition for his service to the gospel community. He is also the founder and director of the Lake Area Gospel. Oh, wait a minute. My computer just went out, Greg.
1: Brian, you know what? To sum it up, if you have MySpace, you've seen Larry. Yes, <laughs> he's, a, he's a MySpace king, pretty much. If, if you see, if you've seen a celebrity uh, on MySpace, you've seen Larry. He's right there with him.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: And uh, I guess I can finish that off by saying he's the uh, founder and director of the Lake Area Gospel Music Honors. All right. Uh, and he also does gospelinterviews.com, dot com, and he has quite a few other ventures going on.
1: Give that Larry, website out again.
2: Uh, I'm sorry, say it again, Greg. Give the
1: website out again.
2: gospelinterviews.com. dot com. All right. And also spot dot com. Larry just doing all kind of stuff. But uh, without any further ado, Larry, are you listening? Are you there?
0: Yes, I am. It is such a wonderful privilege to be with you both on tonight, Gregory and Brian. Thank you Thank for the invite to be on your broadcast. Thank you oh, for our coming pleasure, on. our pleasure.
1: Thank you for coming on. You heard you heard us talking, I know you did, and I can tell you're itching to come and chime in on that. What do you have to say about the negative and naysayers out there in the world? Say it said it again. What do you have to say to the negative people and all of the naysayers out there in the world?
0: Get up and get
1: over it.
0: (laughs) Get up and get over it. Man, let me tell you something. First of all, that is actually an article that I wrote about seven years ago, I want to say. It's it's that long, and I, I actually read a book from Asia Tyson. Uh, She sent me a book to preview, and she was going to be a guest on my broadcast, and her book is How I Retired at 26. Awesome book. If you don't have it, I suggest you get it. But How I Retired at 26, that is actually possible. Her name is Asia Tyson. And so I was moved by her story from rags to riches. And so I called her immediately on the phone, and we just started to dialogue about it. And I said, well, listen, I'm I'm working on an article titled Get Up and Get Over It. And when I said that, she literally almost came through the phone. Mm. And she said, it is necessary. And it really is. If you're going to do anything great, grand, and glorious to leave an inheritance in this universe, you're going to have to get up and get over it.
3: Mm. Yes,
2: yes. You know, and, it, and it's funny you say that because a lot of times we'll we'll hear things and we'll see things and, you know, you'll say, hey, I heard that before. Or it'll, there'll be something that just sparks your attention and, or something that somebody else has done, and when they bring it to you, you know, it invigorates you. It, it causes you to want to wanna do something different. What was that one thing that made you decide? Well, first, tell us a little bit about you, and then I'll ask this question. Tell us where Larry W. Robinson comes from.
0: Well, Larry W. Robertson comes from a city in Louisiana titled Lake Charles, Great, Grand, and Glorious Things come out of Lake Charles, Louisiana. If you haven't been to the bottom of the boot, you need to come on down to Lake Charles, Louisiana and see all the great, grand, and glorious things that we have going on here. A few years, I've got my start in radio by a telephone call. A general manager of a radio, of a, a radio station heard me uh, do the news at my local high school. I don't know about high schools across America, but we actually did it like a local TV station and told the news, and I was the anchor. He came through the school. He remembered me. Several years later, he inquired about me. I got a telephone call, uh, a message on my answer machine to actually call him, and the rest is history. I started at a little AM station right here in my city of Lake Charles, Louisiana, and now am on the top FM station here in my city. And then, of course, I did some things in radio on other stations across my state, and in Texas. But it all started when somebody told me I couldn't. Can Mm. you imagine uh, teachers tell children that they can't? And I heard you talk a little bit about it earlier as well, but my quest is to go around and empower everybody I meet to let them know if you have a dream, if you have a desire, if you get up and get over it, and put some work behind your efforts, your dream can definitely come true. Mm.
2: Yes, and that was that was actually going to be my question. What was the turning point for Larry W. Robinson? What what began your journey into where you are right now?
0: Well, you know what I've been, you know, I, and I'm a professional public speaker. And people ask me how long I've been speaking in public, and I tell them, well, I've actually been speaking in, in in public since elementary school, but I used to get kicked out of class for it. <laughs> and I say, now people pay me to speak. Isn't God good?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I've been speaking in public for quite a long time, but now I have a purpose behind what I speak about. Mm-hmm.
1: But well,
0: Larry, the turning point. Go po- ahead. I'm sorry. Go, ahead, I'm go sorry. ahead, Larry. Go ahead. But the turning point came. Uh, when I got kicked out of radio, I don't want to say kicked out of radio, but I was called in the office one day, and they said, and we had the number one broadcast on that station at the time. And so they called me in on a Friday at 9 a.m. And I had a, actually, I had a speaking engagement at 10 a.m. that same day. And so the general manager of that station called me in and said, well, Larry, I have some news for you. I said, okay, what is that? Uh, well, on Monday, we're changing the format of our station. I was like, oh, okay. And uh, they put another popular—if I say his name, you'll know who he is—but another popular worldwide DJ, the hardest-working man in radio, mm-hmm. on my station to take my place.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: uh, of course that was a syndicated broadcast. Right. And so I was like, okay, so what does that mean for me? Well, we'll no longer be—we will no longer play the genre of music that you play on our station. Long story short, I was jobless. Right. And so I was like, okay. So I had to go speak and encourage and motivate people just an hour after I received that life-changing news. And so I went and fulfilled my obligation and did it to the best of my ability and uh, went home and just kind of thought about some things. And so, uh, of course, I saved enough money to be able to, to do nothing for a good little minute. And so I was actually going to get something to eat at Burger King. And I used to work at Burger King through high school. And so one of the young ladies that I actually worked with um, saw me and said, hey, Mr. Robinson can do it. And I was like, do what? Well, they needed somebody, a supervisor at that time to come and work for Burger King. And so since I wasn't doing anything else, I said, well, okay, well, I guess I can do that. And so in that process, oh, here's here's one key too. When life throws you a curveball, do something. Don't go home and wallow in pity and just be lazy and not active because then you'll get depressed and you'll start thinking about that thing over and over again and you'll start hearing voices of the past. I knew you was going to mess up. I knew you couldn't do it and those kinds of things. So I don't care if it's to go work at Burger King, but get active and do something. I'm glad I did. Because during that process, I met a young man by the name of Chris Whitener. He's a public speaker out of Seattle, Washington. His website is titled MadeForSuccess.com, and it was uh, somebody sent me an article about him, and I went to his, his um, website and researched him. Actually, got in touch with him, and literally, he kind of helped me get to where I am today. He he made me see my life a little bit bigger and grander than I originally saw it. I thought I was just going to be at this little AM station for the rest of my life because I know the DJs that were there before me. And so they've basically been there all their lives. So I thought, well, hey, if they've been there all their lives, certainly I can do that as well. But but God had a bigger purpose and a bigger plan for me. Greg, Ryan, one of the things I love to do is promote other people. You know, many people see gospel singing on the spot and gospel interviews and gospel preaching on the spot and all the websites that I do. But if you think about it, I'm really just in marketing. I just cater what I do to the genre of music that I like the most.
1: Hmm. Whatever
0: you're passionate about, surround your life and develop your life around your passion, and money will find you. Success will find you. I want you and to say that again because that was great. <laughs> Well, think about it. Just surround your, or design your life around your passion, and success will find you. Money will find you. You know, Dr. Miles Monroe said one time that um, if you find your passion and walk in your passion, you'll never have to work a day in your life. And that is true, gentlemen. To be very, very honest, I don't work. I play (laughs) because I absolutely love. I mean, there's some some technical stuff that goes behind it, and it's a little work, but the whole scheme of it, I'm really just enjoying life. I literally get to interview people that promote the genre of music that I like. I get to interview authors that promote positive messages. I get to travel and do this. I mean, come on now. God has been tremendously good to me. But the great thing about it is what he's done for me, he can do for anybody else. All he's needing is a willing vessel. That's it. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Larry, you know, Brian and I, we, we're in the public speaking arena as well. And I, I wanted to get your thought on standing before a crowd. You know, Brian and I, we've done that. And I remember the first time I did it, it's it's such a rush. of When you're standing in front of people and you get, you're in your speech and you're caught up into that thing and, and, and the people around you, I mean, you can hear a pin drop and then you're saying something and everybody just erupts. What was that, what is that like for you to be able to see that light click on and somebody in that audience, you know, when, when you're speaking, you know, you, you, you're, you're so into what you're saying that you can almost read a person and know that that person is there just to hear what you have to say and you start speaking to that person, you start speaking life into that person. What was that like to you to, to see someone's eyes and, and, that, and, and their brain just click on? What is that like?
0: It's liberty. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, it it's is.
0: like the creator of the universe is giving you a message at that point to liberate somebody to do exactly what you're doing, not necessarily in the public speaking arena, but just living life and enjoying it. I remember one time I was in my late Charles Civic Center, and Donnie McClurkin was the artist for the night. And I wasn't on program I was going to come and sit down in the audience just like everybody else, but a guy that went to church with me at that time was kind of working the backstage, and he saw me, and he said, I want you to come on the program and do something. So I was like, okay. And so um, he asked me to introduce, I just actually had to introduce the choir that went to my church or the praise team that went to my church. And, And God set it up in such a way that there was a delay. So I had to go out there and literally just kind of, or, um, you know, make up for lost time. And so when I stepped on the stage in that moment, God gave me a message for the people. And you can, it, it's it, it, just like you said, it's just kind of like an eruption took place and people literally grabbed hold of the message. And you know when you've done that, when you walk off the stage, because when I'm in that moment, I really don't really sit, I kind of, What's going on But you never really know Until it's really over And you're going down And so I, I came off the stage And the, the whole concert was over I was walking out And a young man walked up to me And said thank you And I was like well why He said What you said on the stage today Literally changed my life
1: mm-hmm.
0: And it's like the light came on And it clicked I really can do all things that God has created me to do. People are just, if you think about it, Brian, if you think about it, Greg, people are basically waiting for the permission to live life. Well, you already got it. And I tell people they have proof that they have permission to live life every day they wake up. And people ask me, well, what's the proof? All you have to do is put your index finger on your pulse if you still feel a pulse. That is your literal proof that you have another chance to get it right, another chance to get up and get over it, another chance to do all the great, grand, and glorious things that you were created to do. And you don't have to be jealous of anybody else doing something. You know, there are many, 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 many public speakers on the planet. I don't have to be jealous of any of them because there is an audience specifically for me, handcrafted for me. I believe before the foundations of the world, God set up people on this planet that would need the message that he implanted on the inside of me to deliver to them. Nobody else can tell that message quite like he's given it to me to tell to them. And so I just have to wake up every morning and seize the moment and seize the opportunities to speak into the lives of the people that have been entrusted to me to do
2: Yes, yes, yes. You're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundance Solutions Hour and we have with us tonight speaker Larry W. Robinson. If you have a comment or a question for him or for any of us, the call-in number is 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. You know, Greg, uh Greg, yes, sir. I was thinking about some of the things that I've seen Larry putting out lately. You know, All the like time gospel on the spot, singing on the spot. And, you know, it seems like this man stays
1: busy. I told you, remember?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I can, I can recall you telling me that. Um, well, I'm going to ask him, How? what's your motivation now?
0: To To do what I do? Yes. Because I believe in the message that, Anytime you see me put out a gospel singing on the spot or, or talking about a book, I believe passionately about the message behind who I interview or what they're singing about. And so I just it, I just got to get it to the people. And so many people are scared to put what God has given them out there. Mm. Well, if you're going to do anything great and great, you got to get over that too. You know? well, first of all, when you put yourself out there, you set yourself up for naysayers, you set yourself up for criticism, you set yourself up from the voices of the past, you set yourself up for people to say, well, who does he think he is? I'm all that God has created me to be, and guess what? What I'm doing, you can do too, you know? So, in, you know, I, in, me and Greg, you know, we were talking about this the other day. You know, many people have made tragic, I, uh, um, Jim Rohn, of course, if you don't know Jim Rohn as a public speaker, you ought to be in trouble, but That's Jim right. Rohn <laughs> is one of the greatest and phenomenal speakers on planet Earth, and he has a little saying that says, everybody has made uh, errors in judgment. Mistakes of the past. Okay, face up to it. You know, I made a mistake. These are the consequences. But then there are also strategies to get you out of it and to get you to move forward in your life. There are many people have had, and I've, I've had um, um, errors in judgment on mis- tragic mistakes of the past. You know, we, we people talk, and they don't like to tell their testimonies, but I've had a car repossessed. I've lost jobs. I've quit jobs. But at the same time, I knew that there was still a purpose and a plan for my life. And once I grabbed hold of of that purpose and plan, I really started enjoying life. So no matter what comes, you know, life is life. You're going to have some setbacks. But my friend Willie Jolly said a setback is a setup for a comeback. Yes, sir. Think about it. A setback is a setup for a comeback. And then he finishes off, he says, and it only takes a minute to change your life. In this very moment, you're listening to us interview right now. Something can be said that will cause the light of life to come on for you, and you can start living a great, grand, and glorious life right now. It only takes a minute. And in that minute, all you have to do, your responsibility, is just make a decision to live life.
1: That's right. That's right. You know, once we realize that we were all created for something great, we were. We know that we were created for something great. But we start listening to other people out there that, that tell us that we're not so great. Mm-hmm. We, we start, we come up with the ideas. If you ever think about it, the ideas that people have, they're great ideas. Mm-hmm. But guess what? They don't follow through with them.
0: Let me give you an example, Greg, of that. I was I had gospel interviews already, right? And so I was actually interviewing an artist named Izzy. He's an independent artist. Uh, his name is Izzy. And I was talking on the phone with him. We just finished doing his interview, and I was actually um, talking to a friend of mine on the instant messenger. And so, of course, because I was talking to Izzy, I was kind of um, slow to answer the guy on the instant messenger, my friend on the instant messenger. He asked me, well, what am I doing? I said, oh, okay, I'm, I'm talking to an artist named Izzy. And he was like, oh, I love him. You've got to get him to sing for you. So I was like, oh, okay. So I said, well, Izzy, I'm talking to somebody, and they said I should get you to sing for me right now. And so he asked me who was it. And so he, I told him who it was. He was like, hey, that's my dog. Tell him I said hello. So now I'm passing messages back between them. So I said, well, wait a minute now. Let me just patch him in on the call. So I called him, put Izzy and, and him on the same line. And so uh, he said, well, Izzy, sing something. And so Izzy just begins to sing a worship song. And I was like, wow. And so that was just such a calm and a, and a stillness after that. And so we hung up the phone with Izzy, and uh, I told my friend, I said, wow, I wish more people could have heard him sing on the spot like that. Mm-hmm. And the light came on. I was like, uh, I'm going to have to call you back. <laughs> so I called Izzy back. I said, well, Izzy, if I develop a website titled com, would you be the first artist to sing on it? He was like, oh, yeah, man, just call me back any time. I said, okay. So I hung up the phone with him. I called my hosting company, uh, told them to register the domain name, and while they was registering the domain name, I was fixing up the site. I pulled Izzy's picture and put it on there and put it all together and called him back. And I said, and this was in less than 30 minutes, by the way, I said, Izzy, uh, uh, remember you said if I got the, the, the website together, you would be the first artist? He said, Oh, yeah, you know, just call me back in a week or so whenever you get it, to re- get it together. I said, Oh, okay. I said, Are oh, you in front of the Internet right now? He said, Well, yeah. I said, Well, type in gospel singing on the com and tell me what you see. He was like, Oh, somebody already got it. I said, Well, no, just type it in. So he types it in, and there goes his picture coming soon. Izzy, singing live on the spot. <laughs> so he was like, whoa, I like you, man. And so he sung for me. And so if you go to Gospel Singing on the Spot right now, he will always be the first artist that you will see on there because he was the first artist to agree to it. And, of course, since then, we've had Vicky Winans and Kim Burrell and Tony and a plethora of artists that uh, have graced themselves on their page.
1: Give them that website again so people that are listening now can go and take a look at it.
0: Okay. They can go to Gospel Singing on the Spot. Dot com. That's www.gospelsingingonthespot.com. And so when we first started, we used to call the artist up, Greg, and give them a song out of the clear blue sky and say sing. For instance, let's, let's test this real quick. Brian, how you doing, my man? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> they tell me you can sing. Yeah, I can sing a little bit. Okay. And so welcome to, I'm going to take over the broadcast right now. Welcome to <laughs> Gospelsingingonthespot.com. So what I'm going to do, Brian, is give you a song out of the clear blue sky and say sing, okay? I hope I know it. <laughs> All right. just And you just got 30 seconds to do it. So you can abbreviate the song, but you got to sing it in 30 seconds. All right. All right. Uh, uh, what church you go to? I go to a Baptist church. Okay. Oh, well, you going to know this song. Okay. Do me a favor and sing just a little portion of His Eyes on the Sparrow. Oh, man.
2: Look, you didn't give me an easy song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh,
2: man. See, I didn't draw a blank. <laughs> <laughs> Let me help you. It says,
0: why should I feel discouraged?
2: Oh, why should I feel discouraged?
0: Why should you
2: to... Oh, heck. Shadows yeah. roll. I don't know that song. You might have to, give have to
1: give him
0: another You Huh? Give me another song. <laughs> okay. Great is not faithfulness.
2: Oh, you're killing me, man. You're killing
0: me. <laughs> okay, see, now I got to do you like doc, uh, Dr. Matty Moss Clark used to give the folks, do the folks. But he used to feed them the words. So, what I'm going to do is feed you the words that you sing, okay? All right. <laughs> all right. Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. Whenever you're ready.
2: I don't even know how it goes. <laughs>
0: this is funny. Hey,
1: this is funny. Well, see, look, uh,
2: in all fairness, in all fairness, I just joined my church. In okay. January. Well, well, I, mean I, had nice. a, I had been in the AME. See, so if you give me an AME song, I can sing one of them because they're okay. easy. Okay. I, I, well, sing, okay, sing My Faith Looks Up to Me. I'm a, i am ai got to get a hymn book out, man. you going to grab
0: the hymn book. Well, i tell you what, sing, your, sing 30 seconds of your favorite song.
2: All right, let's see. My uh, favorite something. song would be, uh, and, and by the way, this is not my favorite artist, but this is my one of my favorite songs. Okay. And it's I Believe I Can Fly, because that's probably okay. the best song he ever made.
0: All right, 30 all right. seconds. Whenever you're ready.
2: All right, I'm ready. You ready, Greg? Yes,
1: sir. my right. debut
2: on, on yes, the show. This sir. is the first time i sang <laughs> on the show.
1: Yes, sir. I'm ready. <laughs> I used to think that I could not
0: go on. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. But anyway,
0: so that's basically what we do for it, is We just call them out of the clear blue sky and, of course, give them the opportunity to sing. And, of course, of course, you know I'm in marketing and promotion. And then at that time, they get to tell their websites, MySpace, who's not on MySpace? Oh, my.
2: Yeah. So they You're tell not on MySpace.
0: MySpace. You better hurry up because you might have <laughs> <No. laughs> <be> left off. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, uh, as, a, as a thank you for uh, allowing me to be a guest on your broadcast tonight, I have posted on MySpace... Um, For all of your listeners today, that full-length article titled Get Up and Get Over It. All right. Uh, It talks about renewing your passion or recapturing your passion, renewing your mind, getting your life in order. And I'd like to talk about that in just a few moments, but learning about money and continuing to grow. And so if anybody would like that article for free at this moment, they can go to my MySpace page, which is simply www.myspace.com. Forward slash gospel interview, and if they click on the current <clears> blog, it says you need to get up and get over it now. You need to get up and get over it now is the current blog, and the page is www.gospel.myspace.com forward slash gospel interviews with an S. Or if you don't feel like typing all that, just type www.gospelmyspace.com.
1: Hmm. All right. Brian, I think we have a caller on.
2: All right. Yes. Uh, let me get the number out right quick. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. And we have on um, with us Larry W. Robinson, who is a professional public speaker and the owner of Gospel Singing on the Spot. <laughs> oh, he put me on the spot.com. Our <laughs> um, caller number is
1: 718
2: 508 9600. That's 718 508 9600 and we have a caller in the four one four zero seven 407 area code caller are you there
3: yes i'm here
2: welcome again to the bunton solutions hour
3: thank you very much do
2: you have a comment <laughs> or a question
3: i'm just really pleased to be on you know i i'm enjoying myself so far i've uh, i've had a day out of you know out of a nightmare oh wow yeah my day's <laughs> my day has been horrible
1: Larry, hold on, hold on. Right there, Call her. Hold on real quick. Larry, she said her day has been horrible.
0: Well, I am don't know her. <laughs> I was getting ready to just say get up and get over it, but I'm going to be nice. Um, <laughs> you know, me and my friends have this little thing we tell each other. When we have like a day that has been horrible or, or things that have not gone our way, we usually tell each other that you will get over it and this too shall pass. You will get over it and this, too, shall pass. And the reason why we can say that is because we can look back over some difficult situations that we've had in the past, and somehow we've had to create a strategy, either out of pain or desperation, but a strategy was formed to help us get on with it and move forward in life.
1: Mm. Mm. So, Kimberly, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's just when I heard that negative word, I had to... I wanted Larry to say something about it, but go ahead. I'm sorry.
3: Well, I have this just for you, Greg. Okay. I'm going to do this just for you. Why should I feel discouraged? And why?
0: Thirty seconds. Yeah, that was thirty seconds. I see. Brian, that's how that song goes. <laughs> hey, you know what?
2: I appreciate that because, look, I, to be honest, I hadn't even heard that song in like two years.
0: Oh wow!
1: <laughs> see, I'm
2: over with the children. I don't never get to hear all the good singing and stuff. I have to make sure they ain't tearing up the the fellowship hall. But, and stuff. But,
1: but, Larry, something interesting. You know what? Something, something is something beautiful about what she just did. We call it seizing the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. How many people will really step up to the plate and say, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I really want to do. We think, we start to think that what people say really matters. Does it? <laughs> no. If it's what you want, then you do that. Mm-hmm. We have to be, at some point, we have to be deaf. Because we can't really listen to what other people are saying.
0: You know mm-hmm. what I, I hear Bishop T D Jakes say all the You know, sometimes we get scared when folks start talking about us. Well, mm-hmm. if you think about it, Greg, that's free free marketing, free publicity.
1: Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. That's exactly what it is. You can use it.
0: Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I say thank you. I might need to send you an invoice or a statement because that was free marketing on my part. Oh, on yeah. your for me. Appreciate you.
2: Look, yeah. whether it's positive or negative, if they talking yeah. about you, somebody. Because what's gonna
0: happen is, you know, what's gonna happen is somebody's gonna talk about you, but somebody's gonna want to see what they if what they're saying is true. Absolutely. Yeah. If they saying, you know, and then they're gonna come to your website, look you up, put you in, in Google, and find out about you, and then come across your website or come across your blog talk page and hear great information that can change their life. So yeah. it's all good. Romans eight twenty eight says, and we know that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to this purpose.
1: Yes, and you know, uh, caller, Yes. have you ever done that before?
0: No.
3: I'm a closet singer.
0: Hmm. Well, you need to come out of the closet and sing for the world. <laughs> get up. Up and get over it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, caller? go ahead and tell us how your day went. You were, you were talking about your day.
0: <sighs> Matter of <sighs> fact, no, 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 don't even give life. The negative situations that have happened in your life. What I want to know is what are you going to do to make tomorrow a better day? There you go.
3: Tomorrow, I will be looking for a good job.
0: (laughs) Okay. Do you have a current job
3: at this moment? No, I was let go because of um, my passion for children and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. I, I, um... Now,
0: here's, here's what I want you to do since you were let go. I want you to just tell, just say thank you because what they have done is release you to find your passion. Yes.
1: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: So you ought to be really, 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 really grateful that you didn't stay in a situation that maybe you didn't like that much. They have released you to go out and, 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 and find your passion, which is, what, which is what happened to me, even though I'm still in radio. But had I not been let go or released, I, would, I probably would not be doing like gospel singing on the spot and gospel interviews at this, at this moment because I was complacent and content to be right where I was. So them letting me go was the greatest favor they could have ever did for me. And I believe that this is going to be the turning point in your life today. This is the greatest favor that they've done for you is to release you to, to go out and to find the thing that you really created and fashioned to do.
1: So, Larry, what about her talking to her situation?
0: Oh, well, you've got to speak life.
1: <laughs>
0: you really have to speak life. And you know what? What you say shall come to pass. What yeah. you say out of your mouth shall come into existence in your life. So it's really, really critical and important for you to start speaking life over your situation or speaking life over your life. You know, that's why I stopped you before you went into your tiring about how your day was. No, what we want to know is what you're going to do to make tomorrow
1: a better day. Yes, yes, yes. And you know what, caller? Yes. What do you want to happen? Not, not I'm not asking you literally what to happen. I, I don't want to know in detail, but what do you want to happen for your life?
3: I want to be used up. I want God to use every drop that's in me.
0: All right.
1: Let, you speak let me ask you another question.
0: What's your gift and what's your talent?
3: I sing, I teach, I preach. I love mm-hmm. people. I have a very strong passion for people.
0: Okay. And so, where do you see yourself ten years from now? No. What do you see? Your, what do you see yourself, uh, December the tenth, two thousand eight?
3: Author, motivational speaker.
0: Is that what you wa- really want to do? Yes. So, what do you believe is holding you back? Me. Why?
3: Pain. Hmm. Come to I'm no, stuck in did you, pain. Did you say pain? Pain, pain. Emotional pain has got me stuck.
1: Say I can hear. Emotional pain. Emotional I'm pain. Stuck. I'm stuck.
3: I'm stuck. I'm stuck in pain. I'm stuck in, in years ago.
0: So you're stuck in the past. Yeah. But you have to press forward to the future. You really do. Well, that's and hard to do. Near.
1: We've all
0: had hurt, we've all had pain, we've all had tragic things that, are happen- that have happened in our lives. But if we stay stuck there, do you know you're actually forfeiting your future when you, say, when you stay stuck in the past? You have to release it. I don't care what it was, you have to release it. You have to let it go. And when you do, you open the door to a great, grand, and glorious
1: future. Well said. Well, well, Larry, you know, we have a lot of people, uh, I'm, I'm going to say this so the caller can get our stuff together, but we have a lot of people that they let fear outweigh the results that they want in life.
0: And hey, you know what fear is?
1: Go ahead and say it. I
0: false know. evidence appearing real. That's, That's it. <laughs> false evidence appearing real.
1: And once we face our fears, once we conquer those things that we thought that was something, we'll see that they were actually nothing. It's yeah. just us not moving you know once we move forward with the things we want in our lives it it may not be easy it may not be because he's not going to just release you to go out and do what you want he's going to fight you on every I'm not going to say the enemy's name but he's going to fight you tooth and nail to keep you stuck to keep you feeling and thinking that you're stuck it's really in our minds it's really in our thinking what are we thinking who are we around? What what environment are we coming up in? What are the things that we are allowing to come into our lives? So if, I think what we need to do and Larry, you can tell us. I think you had some points. I I would say one of them is we really need to pay attention to the people that we associate with on a daily basis.
0: That's true. Absolutely. Your direct circle of influence really directs your life. Yes. You hang around you become. So that is absolutely true.
1: Mm.
2: Yes. Yeah. No,
0: Larry, I always said that, that I always use that
2: same acronym as about, about fear, mm-hmm. but then I also come up with a, a solution to that. See, I also said it fear is forgetting every affordable right, true, and see once you for, once you forget what you are entitled to, if you forget that you have the right to determine mm-hmm. your present and your future, you know, and not weighing it against your past. You know, when you forget that then you stay locked in that past because you think that past that past hurt or that past pain or that past situation is going to determine your present state or your future state. Mm
0: hmm, mhm.
2: You know, so to the caller, Kimberly, yes. You don't you have to remember that you have to have faith. Mm-hmm. And faith mm-hmm. means forsaking all. I trust him.
3: <laughs>
1: yes, that's
2: true. You see, you got to trust. You got Look to whoever you put your trust in. If this is who you're trusting, then whatever they have for you, that's the result you're going to get. Mm-hmm.
0: You know. You're so so, so right. when you think, when you sorry. think about when you're thinking about getting up and get over it, Greg yes. and Brian, you have to think about three things. You have a promise, and I know this is not a church service, but God has given us a promise. He says that the enemy of your soul comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he has come to give life and to have it more abundantly. He promised you life. And then you have permission. You have permission to go out and do the things that he has called you to do. And and we've already said before that the proof of it is if you just touch your pulse and if you're still breathing, you still have permission. You You have been granted permission to live life to the fullest. And then you have the power. He has created you with the power to go out and seize the moment and seize life and to bring God glory. So we really have no excuse. We have no excuse. We have a promise that's backed up by the creator of the universe. We have permission, and he has instilled in us the power to do it. Mm.
2: Awesome, awesome. You're just joining us. You're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and we have with us speaker,
1: Hello, are you there, Brian? Oh, hello? Yes.
2: My phone went out for a second there. Uh, is Larry, are you still there? I'm still, I'm still here. Oh, okay, good, good. I heard a long <laughs> beep. I thought we were all gone.
1: Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, we're
2: on with guest Larry W. Robinson. If you have a question or a comment, you can reach us at 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. You know... I can remember what what um, Larry said earlier about today is the beginning of the rest of your life.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm
2: paraphrasing here, you know.
0: But you well, you know, I, I, I phrase it like this, Brian. Uh, today is the first day of the best, blessed days of your life.
2: That's it. That's it. You know, and you have to remember that anything that you put forth effort towards, you know, you can can be achieved. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't expect to just sit back and say, oh, well, I know it's going to come, I know it's going to come, I know it's going to come. You know, it's almost like you're two feet away from your from your goal, and you're waiting for it to come two feet to you, and all you got to do is go two feet to it. But you keep saying, my goal is coming, my goal is coming, my goal is coming. It's only going to go so far. You have to make an effort to attain that goal. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're running a race, you know, the finish line is not going to come to you. you got to go to the finish
0: line. You know, my favorite book says these words. It says, remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. And I think that's the central message that Kimberly should come away with today. Don't don't worry about the former things. Don't think about the things of old. Just know that the promise is that there will be a new thing to spring forth in your life.
1: Yes, yes. Basically, don't live or act with your memory.
0: Mm-hmm. Stop looking in the rear view mirror of life. Look for <laughs> the windshield and get up and get over it.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, Nicola, I think once you start, I think, I think tonight is the beginning of something great for you. Mm-hmm. Because you took the initial step. You did something. You, did, you didn't just sit there. You did something. You moved. And that's something that's so important for, that all of us, we all have to continue moving. Larry said it earlier. When you're going through something, don't stop. Keep pushing. Keep fighting. Keep doing something. Find something to do. If, you, if you've lost your job like you have and, and things are going wrong, Hey, go out there volunteer, and I and I and I I know a lot of people will say volunteer. That's not bringing any money in. But when you volunteer, you're helping someone else, and what you make happen was for someone else. Our Father will make it happen for you. So we mm-hmm. have to stay mindful of that. We stay busy, and we're all created to help each other. That's true. We can't lose sight of that.
2: Yeah, and you have to also remember what Larry said earlier. If you're doing something that you really like enjoy, and enjoy doing, if you're doing something that you have a passion for, money will come to you.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll find it. come to you. Yeah.
2: You know, a lot of people ask us about the show, and they say, well, you guys, are y'all making a lot of money with that show? And are y'all doing? what are y'all doing? Uh, is that the only thing y'all doing? I said, you know, when we started this show, it was never about how much money we were going to make or you know, whether we were going to go and do all these great things. We started this thing as a means to help other people.
0: You know what, let me say something on that. Let me, real quickly, because, you know, a lot of times people, you know, trying to get into their passion and think they're going to make their money off their passion all the time. Sometimes that's true. Most of the time that's true. But sometimes I believe the creator of the universe sets it up for your job. Your job is your blessing. Your job funds, you know, your your passion. hmm I can say that now. My job—I'm not leaving my job anytime soon because it actually funds my passion. Yes. Sure, I make money from 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 my online endeavors and those kinds of things, but the security—not shouldn't say the security of my job, but the blessing of my job gives me options. So a lot of times people want to quit their job. Don't quit your job yet. Now the only <laughs> job is job, and 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 save up some reserves.
1: That's it. That Six you can have her. the freedom.
0: You know, yeah, because <laughs> hey, you know, and, and Greg, we was talking about this the other day. You was you was asking, when uh, we were talking about speaking engagement, how do you find speaking engagement and those kinds of things? Well, you know, i sure people call me to speak and, and that's wonderful, but I don't always wait for anybody to call me to speak. Sometimes I get on the plane and go book my own cell. You know, you got to have faith. You know, don't always wait for people to call you to, to express your gift and express your talent. Sometimes you just got to put yourself out there and just do it. You know, Nike had it right. Just do it.
1: <laughs> so, Kimberly. Yes. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Amen.
0: And get up and get over it.
1: That's and right. the blessed
3: part of all is that my I peeped in and... I come out on the uh, balcony and I peeped in at my daughter and and she's eleven years old and she's listening to the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow <laughs> She's gonna start singing out the while, too. Hey. <laughs> Not so Tell
3: her
2: okay. Don't be afraid, just get up.
0: Hey, visit uh, Kimberly, visit gospel on the dot com and, and visit the contact form and um they'll call you back as to how you can get on the, the website.
1: Sounds great. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sounds like something's about to happen. Soon it did not. Well, what, <laughs> what,
3: really, what had really upset me was the fact that, you know, um, I, I lost the job because, I, you know, I was looking out for the benefit of this little boy's health. He's five months old, and he was in respiratory distress, and the the, the director just kind of let him stay there. And I know that, that is, that's called for a 911 call. You can't let a baby be in any type of respiratory respiratory distress for long because it could possibly um, take them out of this world. And they kind of walked around and played and just (laughs) ignored me. And um, my first thought was to call 911, really, and um, just deal with the consequences. And then I was going to call DFACS because that was, you know, they were neglecting the situation. But I didn't. I didn't. I was kind of like just frozen. Um. And to lose a job when you're standing up for writers, it just bothers me, you know, that people could be so cold. But um, that's child care. One of the reasons why I want to come out is because the directors see it as money. They see the children as money. And I love children, and they're not money, they're children. So it bothers me. You
0: know, you know what?
2: I want to say something. I have a heart for children as well and you know I mean, for people who know me, they know that I that children are a huge part of my life. I have my own children, you know, I've had foster children in the past. Matter of fact I saw one tonight she came to the house. You know, and um you know, so children are very important to me, you know. And I understand you know, your I understand your pain. I understand where you're coming from in your situation, but you can't continue to focus on the negative situation. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like what what, uh, Mr. Robinson said earlier. You have to look towards your future because you have been released. Now Mm -hmm. guess what you can do? You can begin to build your dream, build your passion. And it's not to say that you won't go back to work and work for someone else or work somewhere else. But what I believe is that your time and that particular place had ended, mm-hmm. yes. and you can't look at the way that it ended because your time there was up. Mm-hmm. You know, I just recently changed jobs, and I went back to my old job today. To uh, I have, my son sells popcorn for Boy Scouts, and I had to deliver the popcorn. And so everybody's like, "Oh, we miss you, we miss you," and I just had to tell him. I said, "You know what?" I said if if I was supposed to still be here, I would still be here. But my time in this place, in this particular realm, had ended. Yes. You know, and it wasn't like I got fired or anything. It was just the fact that it was time for me to move on because the opportunity that I received was just, it was like, wow. You know, I couldn't pass it up. But it was also the fact that the way that the opportunity, you know, the way that the opportunity was born out of, it was like, okay, this must be, you know, my signal or my sign that it's time for me to move. And so a lot of you get your sign different ways, you know, sometimes you get your sign by, you know, a positive situation, sometimes it's a negative situation, because a lot of movement are born out of struggle. You see a lot of movement think about think about the civil rights struggle. Yes. That was a negative situation that created a positive situation. Now we can go to the bathroom in the same restrooms and you know, now we can go to the same schools and, you know, attain and get the same type of jobs and attain the same type of status and the equal protections and everything. And that was born out of a struggle. It was born out of a negative Situation that occurred. Now, the folks back in that situation, they could have decided to lay down, keep on being upset about it. Or they could have done what, Larry? Got up and got over it. Got up and got over it. I think they did the got up and got over it thing. Yes. And so that's what you have to remember. You have to remember that, you know, feed off... The, the, the things of your past that you want to feed off of are the things that promote you, that strengthen you, that that build you up. And the things that you don't want to feed off of, that you want to literally let uh, suffocate and, and, and wither off, are the things that are going to hold you back and hold you down.
0: Yes. You know what, um, Brian, and, and I'm, I'm just noticing that we're coming really to the end of the broadcast. Yes. And, and I know it's not church, but one particular passage of Scripture just leaped in my brain, and I just kind of want to share this with Kimberly, and then I, I guess we can end the broadcast. But it says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto the things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus.
1: Wow. Larry, if someone wanted to get in contact with you for speaking engagements or just to be on your show or to... To stand in front of your camera, how can they get in contact with you?
0: Well, speaking of Gageley, they can go to LarryWRobinson.com. That's www.LarryWRobinson.com. And uh, if you want to become my friend, you can go to MySpace.com forward slash gospel interviews. And once again, for a limited time, I'm going to put the article, Get Up and Get Over It on MySpace on my latest blog, as a special treat to all of the listeners that have tuned in to the broadcast on tonight. I really believe uh, if you read it, it will be a tremendous blessing to you on today. So just simply visit www.myspace.com forward slash gospelinterviews. And, of course, if you want to be a guest on gospelinterviews.com or gospelsinginonespot.com, just visit us on the web, and you can find all of our websites listed on go- www.myspace.com forward slash gospelinterviews with an app.
1: Yes. Yes, and Larry. We I tell you what, man. We we really uh, we thank you for coming on and blessing us. You're definitely. Thank you for on. the invite. Yes. 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 yes, we, yes it was fun. It was so back. short. Yes.
2: <laughs> I mean, we blew through this interview. We have to have you on again.
1: Anytime. Anytime. Yes. I I I'll say this to the to the people that are out there listening. You can be what you believe. You can be what you believe. The things that you've always wanted to achieve in your life, you can do that. It's not the circumstances that dictates what you're going to do with your life. It's the choices that you make. It's not the circumstances. It's not where you are right now. Where you are right now is not where you have to stay. But you have to make a conscious decision to say, you know what? I'm going to get up and I'm going to get over it. Mm-hmm. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where we reached our goal tonight, Brian, of seeing yes, more, doing more, and having more. Please join us on Wednesday. Boy, it's going to be another hot show. It's about relationships. So, ladies and gentlemen, please join us <laughs> until Wednesday. Good night.